I feel like there was this pressure to like say something super profound here. <laughs> Welcome to Discovering Design, a podcast featuring a different guest each episode, recounting their career prior to design, what sparked their interest in the creative arts, and how they pivoted to cement their career as a full-time designer. Our guest this episode is Luke Montgomery, a former marketing manager and current senior user experience designer at Amazon, where he's helping create cool supply chain products. Luke's journey was a sobering reminder that when you truly dedicate yourself to a singular goal, You'll do just about anything to get there, but with determination, persistence, and a little bit of hustle, anything is obtainable. And with that, I'd like to introduce Luke Montgomery. So I grew up in Portland, Oregon, um, just kind of outside of the city a little bit. And it was kind of just like an average middle-class life. My parents split up when I was about seven years old. So that was kind of like a challenging part. And I had to go visit my dad on you know every other weekend. I ended up actually playing uh, a lot of hockey. I played that for about six years, kind of like um, when I was really small, like six to age 12. Got into that because of my grandfather. He used to play in Canada. Got a lot of exposure to the outdoors, um, just through kind of mostly my grandpa. We did a lot of like fishing and uh, he took me hunting a few times as well. And I just really started to have an, an appreciation for nature. My dad was a truck driver. He worked for a grocery store, kind of in the Portland area called Albertsons. And he also had his own business at one point. He ended up going around kind of the, the, just the general Northwest, um, driving through there. And my mom, she was a nurse at um, one of the hospitals in Portland. In college, I, I had a roommate who had an online uh, blog and I ended up writing for him. It was an art website actually. Um, and so I ended up writing and through that, I learned a lot about like search engine optimization and just online marketing. And that actually landed my first kind of like real quote unquote corporate job. And I was doing uh, SEO um, at a large electrical engineering company in Portland. I was really excited and it was, it was like the first real job. I didn't really know what to expect. I hadn't worked at you know, a large company before. I'd worked a couple of jobs um, and they were kind of like minimum wage jobs and I ended up doing things like, like I had to go to the food bank to get food to, cause I just couldn't buy food. So I was, you know, making minimum wage, working 20, 25 hours a week or something. And it just was really, really tough, tough to make ends meet. Um, I was living with like four people, probably come in around, around eight o'clock or so in the morning. And I would just kind of go to my little cubicle and I would end up working with, you know, the different people that were on our team. It was actually like a really, really, our products were really technical. It wasn't something that I was actually like looking forward to in that it was kind of like I was just doing it because I had the opportunity to do it and I just wanted to get my foot in somewhere. It wasn't even like a permanent job. And so that was really hard 
I mean, it was it was good, but it was like there was a lot of pressure to like perform and try to keep the contract extended. That job ended um, after the contract was up. It didn't renew, and I was really really crushed. Uh, but I ended up applying to several other jobs in. Um, the next job I got was up in Seattle, actually, and so I ended up moving. And that was like a full full time role, and that was just at the kind of a really large agency that focuses on uh, like automobile uh, dealers. I didn't have any other options, and so I ended up moving up there and you know taking that job. Like this job that included like benefits, and it was a you know a little bit more of a pay raise as well, and it was a chance to like expand my skills and really. At that time, I was thinking I was really interested in search engine optimization. It was an agency model versus an in-house model, so it was really good to, you know, see see how you know agency might work. And it was also a very large company as well. Once I got working there, there was a lot more people that were kind of doing my same role, so there was a lot of you know, teamwork. You could just kind of continue to be like a like a manager of some sort, and maybe moving into like a director role or even like a VP role. And so I can see myself being that could have been something I would have done. What I didn't really want to do was was trying to like sell and market without considering like the person we were we were trying to build for. It was at the time it was really focused on selling. It was like we had technology and then we were trying to put it together in a way that we could sell it. I like thinking about the bigger picture. And I like thinking about how things are supposed to work together. I like thinking about the business. For me, that was, in marketing, that was really frustrating, being just not really having the insight from the people that are supposed to be using this. When I was a product marketing manager, there was actually a UX team there. And I had a friendship with a couple of those designers that were um, that were working there. And I was really interested in what they were doing. I kind of like peek over. There was one guy who sat next to me and I was kind of like look over at his desk and see what he was working on. And I always thought it was really, really interesting. And he kind of had a really interesting background uh, that was really untraditional. He was actually in a bunch of bands and sort of did like the metal thing in like the 80s and 90s. Lots of tattoos and all that. So we've actually kind of kept in touch over the years and he's a really interesting guy. I started to talk to him and learn about what he was doing. And started to learn about how really kind of like what UX was. It was mostly interesting because the the approach to product was really, really different than what we had been doing. He was kind of of the opinion that we should be going out and talking to users. We should be going out and trying to understand their needs and use that to help steer the product. He was kind of running into pushback from like the higher ups. So a lot of that frustration he would talk to me about and he would talk about how he wanted to kind of approach the product design that he was that he was going to uh, trying to do. And I didn't really know enough about it. Back at my at the job before that, I had a friend who she was actually a developer. She wasn't really feeling like she wanted to pursue that. And so she ended up going to one of the kind of the bootcamp programs for design. Kind of at the back of my mind, I'd never really thought of myself as a designer. I'd never really, I'd never designed anything. It took me a while to get on board with the idea that I could maybe do this. I was still sort of like feeling out what design was and still considering if that was something that um, 
was something I wanted to even pursue. It was really kind of a process of about a year. And I started to get exposure to actual UX designers work and seeing how they were, you know, interested in approaching up, approaching product from talking to users and trying to understand what was important to them to inform features. I thought about like maybe going to get my master's degree. So I actually went to the UW and, um, which is the University of Washington for those who aren't maybe in the area. And I actually talked to some of the kind of the staff that were there to learn about the program and see if that would be something that I was interested in. One thing that was actually really helpful is I took a five week intro to UX class uh, from uh, school, the School of Visual Concepts in Seattle. That was actually really great. There was, um, it was taught by these two guys who were UX designers at the time at REI and they kind of co-led that class, but that was a really, really kind of like way for me to get exposure and see if it would be something I'd be comfortable doing. I've been thinking about like, how do I going to make this transition? Is this something that I can do? There's all this imposter syndrome. Like I'm giving up my marketing career, which at this time I've been, you know, building for seven or eight years, whatever it had been. Do I really want to like start over? One of the things that actually like really helped me was going out. I started interviewing other designers who were in the field and I started to do a lot of self-evaluation and I started to realize that I had a lot of kind of these like on a core level, my core values were really aligned with you know, what I thought it would take to be a UX designer. And so as I started to explore that and unpack that, I started to really give myself permission to believe that this is something that I could I could do. I somehow got a hold of this boot camp and I interviewed with them and they said like, yes, you should you should come and you should join. At the time it was really like this feeling of like, yes, I should do this. I got to the point where I feel like I don't have all the data. I don't know if it's gonna work out, but I felt I felt confident enough to quit my job and like make the plunge. So my boss, before I quit my job, he was aware that I was like interested in UX. He had a lot of like good insight um, around like what he saw in my strengths. And he was able to kind of, you know, talk about some of the, the areas that he felt like were strengths for me. And I think just, just hearing that was also like a way to feel confident about making them move. When I, you know, put in my two weeks with him, he was obviously, he was really, you know, sad, but he was also really excited for me. And he, you know, gave me a lot of confidence going into that, that, you know, I would be successful. Feeling like I'm stepping out on my own, but I know that there's these people who behind me who like see these things in me that help me, that I don't necessarily see in myself. I think I had about six months of money saved up. So, but after that, like, I knew that if I didn't get a job right away, then I was gonna run out of money. So that was really scary and really terrifying. On the other side of it, it was actually, a, it felt really good. It was, I knew like, one of the things I knew was I didn't wanna do night school because I didn't wanna be worrying about my job and then have to worry about like learning. And I realized that's kind of like a privileged position. Not everyone can do that. But for me, it was it was really nice and refreshing to just be able to not think about work and just focus on making this transition 100%. The journey of learning design, you know, for me, it started at, at that boot camp that I went to. 
which was just a 10 week um, overview of UX. And that really started, there was a couple of uh, former designers who I think they had, they'd worked probably for 10 years or something and they were looking for kind of a break or a change. And so they got involved uh, because they wanted to teach. And I had two really, really good instructors that um, were able to kind of impart a lot of knowledge. And so really it started there um, for me, just trying to like soak in as much as I can and you know, getting experience with projects and just learning as much as I can, getting feedback. Um, but that was really just kind of the beginning. When I was in this boot camp, um, I was presenting my work to uh, one of the instructors. I was receiving criticism on that work, and for me, that was that was really hard to hear. But the instructor said something to me that I've never forgotten. When somebody is giving you a critique, or they're giving you like what feels like a harsh criticism. It's not necessarily about you as a person. It was more, it's, you know, it's about the work. It's about something that's unclear in the work. So take that as an opportunity to, you know, have a conversation about the work itself and what the work is doing or the work is not doing. And that was something that I really needed to hear. After I graduated from the boot camp program I was going through, I tried applying for jobs and I was really, really hard as anybody who's applied for jobs knows. There's a lot of rejection that happens. I mean, I tried, I definitely applied to a lot of jobs. So what I ended up doing was kind of going the freelance route. My first cut of client I got was a, it was actually an agency that was in Austin, Texas. They focused on conversion optimization and they needed somebody who could wireframe up ideas for like split testing. That was something that I was actually really, really comfortable with. I'd done a lot of split testing in the past. You know, I was able to get some experience doing design because I was, you know, the role I was playing was a little bit different, but there was just so much more, you know, my background like really helped me fit in there. And I could talk about, you know, I, could t I knew a lot about like Google Analytics. I knew a lot about how marketing was supposed to work on, um, you know, these different channels. I knew about like how to talk to the stakeholders who were caring about things like conversion and revenue and just all these different things. Um, so that was actually really great. You know, they had clients that would start and stop. And so I got a lot of interaction with those clients. Um, so I got to sharpen some of my like communication skills. I also got really good at using the software that I was actually, you know, using, which at the time was Balsamic. I was freelancing full time. That definitely comes with its stresses. Uh, but also it was really, it was really nice for a lot of other reasons. Um, for me, it was really fulfilling to, you know, go out and find work and do that work. After a certain point in time, I ended up getting like an office at uh, WeWork space. It did feel nice to be kind of like a part of that community, um, but it was a lot of stress for sure. And I always felt like I was kind of behind the game, so. I had to work hard to learn and, um, you know, learning tons of other stuff that I, I was trying to like learn about design and be a value add for clients, but I was also trying to like learn things like accounting and just market, like how to market myself in small businesses and writing contracts and doing networking and all these like other things that I didn't really have like a lot of like firsthand experience with, but I was, you know, really trying to go after it. 
Yeah, the imposter syndrome was definitely a real thing. How I kind of fought it was because I was in what I was doing a lot of freelancing. I was working with clients, like a lot of my clients that I were working with were small businesses, small to medium sized businesses, and they didn't have designers. I kept telling myself like, they're hiring me because I know more than they know. And so I might not know everything and I don't, I'm not the most experienced person, but I can still provide a value. It was a lot of trial by fire. Um, if I had to do it over, there's, I definitely would have tried to sought, sought out having senior designer mentors as much as possible. When I was working by myself, it was, it was hard. There was no one to teach me anything beyond, you know, what I could find on the internet basically. And I like collaboration. I like being on a team. I like having that kind of pushback and that kind of like banter, being around those people who can guide you and coach you, whether those are, you know, professional relationships or, or not, I think is really important and something I definitely would have sought out more. So I've just actually, last week, I just started a new job at Amazon as a senior UX designer. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on there, <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'd like to start to kind of like give back as much as I can. There's been designers just along the way that have helped me, um, you know, not in like massive ways, you know, even just being available for like an email or meeting up for, you know, a beer or whatever it is, just to like, kind of like run ideas back by and you know, kind of like in a mentoring capacity. I've also been um, occasionally teaching some night classes at the School of Visual Concepts in Seattle. And that's been a really kind of a, a great way to, to meet new students who are trying to break into the field, go for it and, you know, believe in yourself kind of <laughs> kind of talk it's kind of like a cheesy thing but i feel like there's this pressure to like say something super profound here <laughs> it's never going to be easy you're always going to have to struggle and you're always going to have to kind of grind it out but you can do it there's resources there's there's people you can persevere i didn't necessarily know that about myself at the time as much as i know now i would have done well to take the advice to get connected with, you know, other designers, even if, you know, they're just your peers or they are more senior or whatever it is, just being around those types of people who can give you advice, who can steer you, who have your best interest in mind, not like, not, not expanding it, like when you need it, like expand it before then, like get to know people, like give back, do good things. Well, that wraps up this episode of Discovering Design. I want to thank Luke Montgomery for sharing their journey and thank all of you for listening. Till next time.